Hello, Steelers Nation Radio, and welcome to another edition of the Steelers Blitz here on SNR. On today's episode of the Steelers Blitz, man, Moats and I have plenty to talk about. We'll parse through Kevin Colbert's comments, some of the things that the Steelers general manager had to say yesterday and how that relates to the future of Ben Roethlisberger. We'll talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers run game and how to get that moving in the right direction in 2021. We've got our good friend Brian Backo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette on the show today. And we've also got a breaking, uh, pretty significant trade across the National Football League. Another quarterback on the move to discuss as well. But we start today with those comments from General Manager Kevin Colbert. Let's get it going. Hewler and Moats are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio? It's time for another episode of the Steelers Blitz here on SNR. You know the drill. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. Between the two of us, we've got a decade of NFL experience and a really good head of hair. If you want to chime in on the show today, we'll take your questions, comments, concerns, reactions on the Twitter.com, at Wesley Euler, at TheBody52. TheBody! Arthur Motes, we have got a whole bunch to get to. Jam-packed edition of the Steelers Blitz today. And you know what? Let's not waste any time here. I was about to say, come on, let's get to it. There's a couple people in the Steelers organization that when they speak, we get out of the way and Mm -hmm. listen. Hmm. One of them is certainly the general manager, Kevin Colbert. He spoke for the first time in the offseason yesterday. And here is what Mr. Colbert had to say. Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, I know that Coach Tomlin and, and Art Rooney spoke about the 2020 season. I'd just like to offer a few of my own thoughts uh, it was a unique year for a lot of reasons. Um, football aside, we all had to deal with the COVID. And again, that wasn't unique to us or our industry. From a season standpoint, it was a, it was a different year as well. Uh, to come out of the gates as good as we did and hit that 11-0 mark, uh, only to fall in the first round of the playoffs, uh, it was very disappointing. Uh, we need to be judged on how we finished the season and not about how we did during the season. Even when we were at the 11-0 and mark, I never really had a comfort level because I knew that we would judge ourselves and would be judged accordingly from the outside about how we did in the playoffs. So acknowledging that and moving on and trying to remedy that, um, as we always like to talk about after the Super Bowl, we're all at that, that 0-0 mark, and we got to start moving toward 2021. Along those lines, you know, we're preparing for free agency. Um, before I do that, I, do, I would like to acknowledge uh, both Marquise uh, Ponce and Vance McDonald and thank each of them for their contributions to us and wish them nothing but the best in whatever their next phase of life is. Uh, moving into the free agency world, we knew this was going to be a big class. We have 19 free agents, and then you add in Marquise and Vance not being with us next year. Um, we knew this would be a big class that we would have to deal with. Uh, we knew it would be a challenging class that we will have to deal with as well, uh, moving into a normal cap situation. Uh, we're anticipating it not to be a normal cap situation. That'll be determined as we move closer to the start of the league year, and uh, we'll deal with it accordingly. Um, as far as uh, 
the combine, the combine is still up for discussion. Um, actually on a combine committee, we're trying to move closer to uh, what we will be able to do when and where. Uh, as, of, as we stand right now, it'll be a medical only uh, for select players. And again, that process will hopefully get finalized here in the next week or so. Once we move from the combine, we get into the pro days. The pro days will again, like the combine, be different. Um, we will focus on whatever the schools mandate and how they're mandated by their own states. Uh, we'll attend as many of those as we possibly can in preparation uh, for the draft. But again, like the combine and the pro days will be judged and, and worked from as safe a manner as we possibly can. As we stand right now, we have seven picks in this year's draft. Um, we hope to get a few more compensatory picks. That'll be determined over the next few weeks. And you know, again, we hope to come away with more than seven as we move into the draft. We get through the draft. We wanna move into a hopefully as normal possible return to a calendar. Uh, we found out that we're in the Hall of Fame game, but uh, again, we wanna be able to move into um, the spring and hopefully get in our OTAs, our mini camps and move into a normal training camp. So that's where we stand right now. Um, we'll take this one step at a time and happy to answer any questions that you may have. First one, Mark Bowley, go ahead. Hey, Kevin, how you doing? Um, doing great, Mark. Hey, uh, can you give us an update on where uh, you stand with Ben Roethlisberger? Has he, you met with him? Uh, do you want him back? Does he want to be back? And uh, what needs to be done for him to come back? Yeah, as we sit here today, Ben is a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, he met with Art Rooney. He went with Coach Tomlin. He met with myself uh, shortly after the season ended. Uh, he reiterated that to us, that he wants to continue to play. And we, we told him, quite frankly, we have to look at this current situation. You know, Art Rooney addressed that, that with Ben's current uh, cap number, um, some adjustment will have to be made. And we're not negotiating as, as we sit here and answer this question. You know, Ben Roethlisberger is on the team. Ben Roethlisberger did a lot of really good things last year. And we anticipate that he could still do some good things moving forward. So hopefully there's a way that we can try to figure out and do what's best for the organization and do what's best for Ben. And hopefully he'll be able to see that and feel the same way we do. But there's a lot of work that needs to be done, not only with Ben, but just with the whole uh, unrestricted free agent class and our whole cap situation as well. Mike Pursuta. Hey, Kev, you, you mentioned a moment ago, you're judged by how the season ends, not what happens during the season. Um, since the, the Packers Super Bowl, you've won three playoff games. How, how do you view that? Uh, how do you react to that? And does that imply that there's something you guys need to change fundamentally? Yeah, I, the way we react to it, it, it's not good enough. Any, any season that ends without a Super Bowl is never good enough. And when I look at it from my viewpoint, I know that the job I did in putting whatever that 53-man roster was in each of those given years, it wasn't good enough. And I, that's where I will start. And, you know, Coach Tomlin and I will, will always try to work towards that goal. That'll, that will never change no matter uh, what our makeup is, but it's our job, my job specifically, 
to put a 53-man roster together uh, that isn't coming up short at the end of a season. I think, as I've mentioned before, you know, players either regress or progress. I still think we got enough players on the progressive side of things, and hopefully we can add some more from the outside and retain some guys that helped us win some games last year. But I think you have to look at it realistically and be honest with yourself and say, well, the team we put together last year wasn't good enough and we have to be better. Jerry Dulac. Uh, Kev, good afternoon. How would you uh, describe what needs to be done uh, with the running game? I mean, does it need uh, a complete overhaul of scheme, technique, and, and personnel? Again, I'll, I'll look at it from the personnel standpoint. And the group of guys we had last year, the offensive line, um, the running backs, the wide receivers, the quarterbacks, um, it did not produce a good running game. I think schematically that's up for the coach and that's up to coach Tomlin to figure that. And my input would be, okay, coach, if we need to do certain things schematically, these are the types of players that may be available um, to help us uh, achieve that. Again, it's a collective effort by, uh, you can't say the runners weren't good enough or the quarterback wasn't good enough or the line wasn't good enough. Um, to put out the kind of running game we did, nobody was good enough. And again, that's a collective effort. And um, we need to be better, quite honestly, just in reference to what Mike was talking about, we need to be able to finish. And I think having a strong running game helps teams finish in that time of year. Dale Lawley. Kevin, you talked about one of your quarterbacks. Uh, in terms of uh, Mason Rudolph, uh, what is your confidence level in him moving forward, and, and if uh, you guys aren't able to work something out with Ben, could he be your starting quarterback in 2021? You know, I, I, can, I can even go back to 2019, you know, when Mason started eight games and he finished the season five and three, or finished those eight games as a five and three record. The game he started this year, it was probably the best game he's played for us, and unfortunately we came up a little bit short, but it was very encouraging to see Mason play like he did in a, in a tough situation. You know, Cleveland was desperate to win. It was at their home field and uh, we came within two points of, of beating him. So I think that was encouraging for us. And, you know, hopefully we get to see Mason take some more steps in whatever role uh, he has or whatever playing time he gets, be it preseason or regular season or whatever. But it was encouraging to see him in that Cleveland game. Brooke Pryor. Kevin, continuing on the quarterback discussion, when we spoke with Art, he said that the quarterback room needs to add someone else. And I believe that was even after you guys added Dwayne Haskins. Is that something that needs to happen regardless of what happens with Ben? And how do you look at adding a quarterback? Is that something that you could address in the draft or free agency? Where do you kind of stand on building that room? You know, uh, since we drafted Ben back in 04, uh, we've been fortunate not to be picking uh, very high where those marquee quarterbacks are usually available. And we've tried to add uh, players at that position. I've said it before that when Ben was a younger player, we always wanted that veteran presence behind him. As he crossed over into that veteran veteran status, we always tried to have a younger player behind him that may be on the rise. A player like a Mason Rudolph or Joshua Dobbs, now that Josh was back with us last year. 
a player like Dwayne Haskins, uh, a very talented player that was drafted very high by Washington, and uh, it didn't work out for him. There was a change in regimes. He was he was cut, um, but and it was a no risk pickup for us. He's a very young, talented player, and we'll find out more about him once we get him in here and get him out on the field. So does that mean we can't continue to add to that position? Absolutely not. Nothing we will do in this free agency period will preclude us from continuing to look at that and add a player at that position. Joe Rutter. Yeah, hi, Kevin. Back to one more thing on Ben. Um, you said, you know, work has to be done and that he has met with certain people, but I, maybe I misunderstood you, but isn't he supposed to meet again to kind of finalize and, and get that out of the way? And do you know where things stand in that regard? Yeah, when we met um, previously, we all, we all agreed that, look, we'll get together at some point once we get further down the road and have a better understanding about what free agency is, what the cap might be. And, you know, from a personnel standpoint, uh, we will have a better idea about what type of players will be available to us in free agency and, and how we might want to address uh, either adding our own or adding someone from those classes. And we'll have a much better feel and we will have are getting a much better feel on the draft class. So all that comes together collectively and we can have a better idea about what our team will be uh, in 2021 and how can he be a part of it and, and make that group as good as it can be. So it's a ongoing process that this doesn't involve him, but it involves the players around him. And I'm sure he's going to want to see what type of team we can keep together under our current situations. And hopefully we can all make the correct adjustments uh, to keep that group together as much as possible. Jim Colony. Yeah, Kevin, you, you mentioned, you know, obviously the, the potential loss of a whole bunch of free agents. Art had said something along the lines of you may have to start rethinking the way you guys do business. I think it was based more on the pandemic and the conditions now. But do you guys have to rethink the position of not renegotiating or extending players in the middle of a season in an attempt to make sure you hang on to some of these guys instead of facing so many free agency defections? No, I, we're very comfortable with that approach. It's been it's been much more successful for us than unsuccessful. Uh, I think we will continue to do that. Again, once we get in, once we start playing a season, our only focus should be the upcoming game uh, with the ultimate of winning a Super Bowl. When individual negotiations are going on during a season, we view that as a distraction, and we'll never let that be part of it as as we try to put together a team and a philosophy as to getting the best team out there. So we're comfortable with that. And I don't anticipate that changing. Will Graves. Kevin, I got about 17 questions, but I'll, I'll stick to just one. Um, what is your, I mean, your contract is up after the draft. I believe that's correct, right? So, I mean, what, what is your status and sort of, have you talked to Art about staying on beyond, you know, into the future a little bit longer? Yeah, fortunately, the organization is, is willing to look at me on a year-to-year -year basis. And quite honestly, that's how I look at myself and evaluate myself. How did I do uh, this past year? We didn't do it good enough. And that's that's the evaluation I'm making of myself. And Art and I will discuss that you know, at the appropriate time. Right now, the appropriate thing to do is to focus on this team, where, what we need to do in this given moment. 
as you mentioned, my contract's not up until the end of May. So we got plenty of time to try to sort through that. Uh, and again, it fortunately, um, they're willing to work with me on a year to year basis. And quite honestly, that's all I deserve because I think we have to continue to prove ourselves each and every year. Didi Kinkabala. Hi, Kevin. You, um, you said that, I'm going to go back to Ben, I'm sorry, but you said that in your conversations with him, you openly said, we quite frankly have to look at the situation. Is the situation only a fiscal one and can you make it work with the cap or is the situation whether he's still the right fit, whether he matches the offensive, offense you wanna run philosophically, whether he's the best bet for the future of the organization as you grow and perhaps move into a new era? All of the above. I mean, it is a you know cap first and foremost because we'll have to be in compliance with the salary cap uh, once the new league year starts. That's first and foremost. And what kind of team can we keep together or put together under whatever those cap restrictions are. We know we're up against it. We knew we were going to be up against it in a normal year, and we were willing to do the things we did uh, via free agency extensions, renegotiations, et cetera, to get where we were going to be comfortable and trying to make ourselves whole again in 2021. Obviously, we were all dealt, um, we were all dealt a loss through the pandemic, and we have to deal with that accordingly, and we will. And it's not unique to us. It's, you, you know, there's probably two thirds of the league is, is facing similar issues. So how that all comes together in the next few weeks, we'll continue to look at it. But what it, it is first and foremost financially because we have to be in compliance. And then we're making guesstimates on as to what we can do to put the best team together um, for our sake, for Ben's sake. What kind of team can he anticipate being around him if if we decide that we can move forward together. Well, Marciani. Uh, Kevin, with uh, no combine in terms of uh, workouts, the pro days, typically how many do you usually attend a year? Will that increase this year because there will no be combine with workouts? Yeah, the, the comp, I mean, the pro days, are, are, it's an ongoing, um, process of trying to figure out when pro days are. Um, some states may restrict that, some colleges may restrict it. The NFL has already put in place that only three, three representatives from each team can attend a given pro day, but albeit under the restrictions that the colleges will place on it. There may be some schools that say, even though the league allows three, you can only have one. In a normal year, you know, we're usually attending 15 to 20 uh, pro days. I don't anticipate us being able to do as many this year, but coach and I will be very selective on when and where we can get out. And hopefully we can still get to the, the, the premium ones where there's as many good players as possible on a given team and try to cover that as best we can. We'll get it covered comprehensively with all the scouts and some of the assistant coaches. But as far as Coach and I, we'll, we'll, we will be more select this year only because we have to be. Alan Saunders. And Kevin, you mentioned Marquise Pouncey retiring. Um, you also have Alejandro Villanueva that's a free agent. He made a change at offensive line coach. How much is rebuilding that offensive line a priority for what you're doing this offseason? And, uh, and what are the steps you feel like 
you guys have available to you to rectify that? Is it just the draft? Is, is re-signing some of your free agents a possibility and our external free agents a possibility? Yeah, as you mentioned, you know, Al's a free agent. Matt Filer's a free agent. Marquise has retired. Um, Zach Banner's coming off an ACL. So it is an uncertain group that we have up front. And um, again, I don't know where the free agency part will go for both Matt and Al. Uh, we know Marquise won't be back with us. So how that comes together, it, it will be um, ongoing. Uh, the draft itself is it's stronger at the tackle position than it is at the interior. Uh, center and guard traditionally is not a very strong group. In any draft, uh, the tackles are unusually deep this year. So I, I think we can add players through the draft and, you know, hopefully we'll be able to do some type of business in free agency and we're always going to look at our own players first. Rich Walsh. Kevin, I wanted to ask about some of the injuries you touched on Zach Banner and see how these guys are doing, specifically uh, Devin Bush and how his rehab's going and um, is everything on track for those two guys or and Dupree and uh, some of the other big air injuries you had? Yes, both Bud and Devin are here. Um, they're in and out. I actually just saw Devin on my way down to, to do this session and Devin's doing good. With his rehab, Bud has been doing good from the onset. Uh, so hopefully those guys are up and running um, for their own sake. Um, we know Devin will be back with us. We don't know where Bud will end up as he's an unrestricted free agent. Uh, but we just hope for their health. And all indications are right now that they will be full speed at some point in 2021. Jenna Harner. Kevin, you mentioned kind of the uncertainty surrounding free agency, surrounding the cap situation, surrounding the draft. But in your mind, in this organization's mind, what is the top priority for you guys this offseason? Top priority is not being sitting here talking about losing in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, how we go about that, I can't say we have one singular focus on how that will come together because one decision may preclude another uh, one may eliminate another. It's just a continual ongoing uh, process of trying to put together the best 90 players that will give us the best 53 so that we don't sit here talking about that. Um, you know, we mentioned the offensive line. We probably have the biggest potential biggest losses in that in that position group. So maybe that's one area, but it's one of several areas that we'll continue to look at. Mark Gaboli. Hey, Kevin, uh, you uh, guys moved over Matt Canada from quarterback coach to OC. I mean, will you, will he be allowed to do, I mean, for a lack of better terms, the full Matt Canada offense, you know, the motions, the jet sweeps and all that stuff, or will it be a watered down version of that to uh, maybe accommodate the personnel? Yeah, I, I think it'll Mark, it'll probably be both. And coach and I have talked about that because I've asked coach Tomlin, you know, with Matt taking over, will we be looking at different players differently? And, you know, coach is always going to talk about what we have and how we can adapt uh, what they do to what we currently have. Maybe as we move into, uh, you know, the future down the road and we're deciding on a wide receiver type or a running back type or a quarterback type or an offensive lineman type, uh, we may we may shift as we can, as we evolve and learn 
what Coach Canada's offense is about. We've seen it work in the college ranks, and we saw the types of players um, that he used in different roles. So can we adjust to that as we go on? Yes. Will we adjust immediately? Uh, no, I know Coach Tomlin will do what our players can do the best under Coach Canada's uh, offense and the schematics that he puts together. And over time, I think we can adjust it. But right out of the gate, it's hard to make those types of adjustments. Try to get to a few more here. Jerry Dulac. Okay, but what point, um, we're talking about Mason, do you think about uh, redoing his deal or extending his deal? And just as a second point too, is bringing back Bud a, a real possibility? Well, to your first point, you know, we're never going to talk about an individual negotiation. I, I think Mason wants to prove uh, who he is. You know, I know he'd like to play more. Um, last year, he only got to play one game because we had no preseason. Hopefully, uh, we get back up to a full preseason, whatever uh, it is. Um, you know, again, we know we're playing the, the Hall of Fame game. So I know Mason wants to get out and continue to prove that he can play at this level. I, I think that's first and foremost. We're never going to eliminate a great player like Bud Dupree because we don't know what Bud's market is and Bud doesn't know what his market is at this point. Uh, I think that's pretty, it's pretty common for not only our free agents, but the whole free agency group until we get a, a solid cap number, uh, we don't know. And we just have to adjust and, and and know that he might be a possibility, he might not be. Uh, only time will tell with that, but we'd love to be able to keep a Bud Dupree because Bud's a special player, but Bud and TJ together are, are as a special group. Joe Rudder. Yeah, but with, the, with your cap situation and not knowing what the number is gonna be this year, does that make it harder? Or I mean, is there any chance you could use a tag this year on any of your uh, free agents? I would say it's doubtful that we'll be able to use a tag. Again, when we say we don't know what the cap is, what we always try to do is prepare um, for the worst situation right now. We know the cap can't go below 175 million based on the CBA. So we'll always work in that mindset and you know we'll play different scenarios and put together different scenarios in the event um, that is what we're dealing with. And we'll try to guesstimate on what a certain player may may cost us, um, be it our own player, or be it someone else. And we'll always weigh that and measure that against what might be available to us in a draft. As I said, if, if a position in the draft is very strong and you feel good about being able to get a player in the draft that might take you away from signing a free agent or extending your own free agent. So it's, um, it just continue. I, I hate to keep saying that, but it's the truth that we have to, continually monitor this and, and work at it every day because it does change actually daily. Two more, Brooke Pryor. Yeah, Kevin, you just mentioned TJ Watt a second ago, given the cap constraints that you guys are facing and the, the needs that you have, especially on an offensive line, is it realistic to think that you could be in pursuit of JJ Watt? I know TJ and Derek have both been vocal about wanting all the Watt brothers together. Is that realistic? Have you guys had any preliminary conversations with JJ or with TJ about JJ? Yeah, we'll never, again, we never talk about an individual uh, potential negotiation. 
it's my job and our, our personnel department's job to know when a player gets cut and we, you know, who that player is and how could he possibly fit into this. We anticipate a lot of players uh, getting cut in the next few weeks as teams come to the realization of what the cap may be. And for each and every player that gets cut, uh, we will we will put those players into the free agency group that we know uh, have their contracts coming to an end and we continue to make those adjustments. Um, so TJ, TJ is, is our guy, Derek is with us, whether or not we can ever add uh, anybody, I'd, I'd hate to talk about it because it would be just speculation at this point. Actually, two more provided they're short. Jim Colony. Yeah, Kevin, you were pretty upfront about evaluating your performance, saying that you haven't done a good enough job. How would you evaluate Mike Tomlin's performance? The same way as, as my own. You know, we weren't good enough. And I, when I say that, I mean we. Um, coach can only do so much with the players that that he's given, and and I can only – uh, provide him what I think is the right fits. And again, when it, when it works, great. When it doesn't, we both know that we weren't good enough. And, and that is that will always be a we. And with myself in the forefront of those players that we put out there were a first-team playoff loss, and we recognize that that isn't good enough. Mike Tomlin has done so much more good in this league than, than not good. And, you know, Mike is a excellent NFL head coach. He's won Super Bowls. He's won a Super Bowl. He's been to two. Um, have we had the success we want to have recently? No. And that's, again, that's a collective we. And um, we'll just continue to work to make sure that doesn't happen. Final one, Aditi, go ahead. Kevin, I'm going to go back to Ben. A year ago, you were incredibly bullish. You said you expected him to play better than perhaps he had in previous years. Just now, you said you anticipate that he could still do some nice things. If the decision is made that perhaps it's time for Ben to be done, is that all three of you, you, Art, and Mike, all have to agree on that? Is that up to just one person? Or ultimately, is it truly only up to Ben to decide whether he walks away? Can you talk no, us through that? Sure. And, and, you know, going back on Ben's 2020, he really did do some special things. Um, in the beginning of the year, uh, we talked about watching what he was doing because he was doing some incredible um, feats as we as we were building that 11 and 0 record. A lot of that was him performing at crucial times in games down the stretch. He didn't play as good but we didn't play as good around them. We didn't play as good a defense. We didn't, you know, obviously we talked about the running game failing us in a, in a time of the year when the running game is critical. So can he still do some special things? Absolutely. Did he do that to his expectations? I, I think he'd be the first to tell you no, because Ben cares about one thing. He cares about winning the Super Bowl, and he's no different than us when it doesn't happen. He's never going to be satisfied. So hopefully um, whatever team we come up with in 2021, um, that will be a team that, again, we're not talking about losing a first-round playoff game. There he is, Steelers general manager Kevin Colbert speaking with the Pittsburgh media yesterday.
we've got a whole bunch on the table today. Our buddy Brian Bacco is going to join us. We've got another big-name quarterback on the move. Carson Wentz has been traded from the Eagles to the Colts this afternoon. But when we return here, Arthur Motes and I will break down, we'll dissect, we'll parse through everything Kevin Colbert just said there as it relates to Ben Roethlisberger, Mike Tomlin, the run game, a whole bunch of stuff that the general manager addressed there. Motsi and I will discuss on the other side. You're listening to the Steelers Blitz on SNR.